0: Welcome to the Jesus, Me, and Anxiety podcast, where you can love Jesus and still not be okay every day. I'm your host, Cassie, and I'll be sharing way too personal parts of my journey with anxiety and panic attacks, hoping that together we can find ways to feel free, even if there are a million reasons to feel anxious. Hey everybody and welcome back to Jesus Me and Anxiety. This is season 2 or really even Jesus Me and Anxiety 2.0 maybe. Um it's probably going to be a little bit different than it was last year because it's a brand new year and a lot has changed for me. So first of all, happy new year. It is 2021 and I cannot tell you how many like memes or gifts or whatever those things are on text messages, um, that there are just about 2020 ending and how everyone is just looking forward to 2021. Um, 2020 was a weird year. We all know it. I mean, gosh, I, I don't even know how many times you can't even count how many times people have said that 2020 was just bizarre. And a lot of things changed for us politically, family wise, work wise, um, just everything. And really, there's not one person that wasn't affected by it. So it was huge. But 2021 is here. And who knows if anything's, you know, really going to be different. Of course, everyone's mindset goes into a new year with just like excitement and just ready to see what's going to happen next. Um, but besides all that, I um, I am excited for a new year. I always am. I love new beginnings and new things. I'm super excited to be launching into season two of this podcast. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Um, Can we just talk about the fact that I started a podcast? I did, I think, 11 or 12 episodes, and then I just kind of went dark. Um, I had no intentions of stopping, nor did I have any intentions at all, like really what it was going to look like um, from the beginning when I first started. But I think basically I just around summer when I did my last episode, kind of started just having the feeling that maybe I didn't have anything else to say. When I first started, I think I was just really, you know, excited. And I had like, you know, four or five ideas for you know different episodes. And I was like, all right, let's do this thing. And then I just kind of was like, "Um, I'm not sure that I have anything else to say. And then that kind of downward spiraled into second guessing whether or not that this entire podcast was a good idea or not. Not because I don't think that it's needed, but because I started, of course, that self doubt of like, do I really have anything to say about this? I know I have journeyed through it, but I think I started to feel this like, pressure, not from anyone, just from myself of like, I need to have something important to say if I'm going to do a podcast. And of course, you know, I had to go kind of through this journey of, you know, whether or not I was going to keep doing it. And so I just kind of want to talk about a little bit of an update on what's been happening with me, where I am, and what 2021 is going to look like in this season of the podcast. Um, You know, in that feeling of, I'm not sure that this is a good idea i I really want to take a second and thank all of you who emailed me or messaged me before I left um, social media, which we'll have to talk about that as well. but thank you so much for reaching out and just just sharing your journey with me. I had so many people from all over this country and even other countries reaching out and saying you know that They had been looking for something like this just to chat for real about anxiety and and be a Christian um, and admit that this is a struggle and it's something that's ongoing. And I'm not saying that I'm completely free from it or that I have the answers, but just chatting about it and being connected together um, has really you know, made a difference for some of you and for me. And so just thank you for reaching out and letting me know that because I will say that up until December, which was just last month, I was still kind of going back and forth on, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to start a season two? And I got a message on my birthday on December 16th from a precious lady who just really encouraged me and, and told me that, you know, she enjoyed kind of, listening to me in her car and chatting with me, and it kind of felt like we were like instant friends. And I feel like that's what I really want from this podcast is to just be friends with you, whoever's listening, whether it's that one person or whether it's, you know, 10 of you guys or 50 of you guys. I really don't care, but I really do want you to just feel like we're friends talking and going through this together, even though I'm just kind of talking, but feel free to talk back to me in your car or in your bedroom. Who cares? Um, But anyways, I want to talk about decisions that I made after signing off of this podcast and kind of what's led me to this journey because I have experienced incredible freedom from anxiety and panic attacks. And Listen, I am not a therapist. I'm going to go back and just mention that all the way from um, the very first episode. I shared with you that, you know, I'm not a therapist. I don't know everything. I barely know anything. Every time I make a new friend, honestly, I'm like, wow, I'm like surrounded by really intelligent, smart people. And I barely went to college. (laughs) So I really don't know much about anything. But I will share my journey because I feel like God, Holy Spirit can teach you anything and the Word of God can teach you anything. And um, that is really where anything that I share is coming from. And that's really important. And so I want to talk about some things that I decided to do in 2020 that led me to experience freedom from anxiety and panic attacks. I haven't actually had a panic attack since last January. So it's been a year, which is like amazing. And even before that, they were very sporadic, like not a normal part of my life anymore. And so I want to share what I feel like has kind of helped me through that. Number one, this is so random. You guys are going to be like, what is she talking about? Number one, I made a decision in May So actually, right before I did my last podcast, I made a decision to start growing out my gray hair. (laughs) Now, you have to listen to this whole story. You can't just like listen to that and be like, what? That has nothing to do with anxiety. It really does because I have been going gray since I was like a teenager, like 18, 19. I started seeing gray hairs and immediately freaked out, panicked, just was like, oh my gosh, I look old. I'm a teenager. Like I can't do this. I have to dye my hair. And my mom had gone gray early as well. And so I kind of knew probably it was coming. My dad went bald when he was like 17. He started losing all of his hair and gradually he went bald. Um, So I'll take the gray hair over going bald if I was going to get anything from my parents. But it still was kind of one of those things where, you know, when you're that young, no one around you is going gray. And it's definitely not acceptable to like have gray hair at a young age. Um Even now in our society, like really we, we like tend to wait till people are in their like sixties or seventies even to like be like, okay, it's cool that you have like a white head of hair. Um, not so cool when you're 19, 20, 21 in your twenties, thirties at all, really. Um So I had been dying my hair since I was like 18, 19. And It had gotten to the point, y'all, you know, now I'm in my 30s, so it's been a while. Um, I was dyeing my hair like every three or four weeks. And I was having to like be kind of a slave to this thing. I mean, if we were going to go somewhere and I knew we were going to take pictures, oh my gosh, I have to dye my hair. Oh my gosh, I have to touch up my roots. Like it was something that I had to do all the time. I had to do. This is like in quotations. I had to do it because honestly, It wasn't acceptable to me for me to have gray hair. And I started to realize that like it wasn't even just other people's opinions that was keeping this like stronghold on my life. It was my opinion. I I wanted my own approval and I was kind of like a. I don't know. I just felt like a slave to it, honestly, that I had to dye my hair every so often. I could not have any gray. And as soon as it started showing, I had to stop my life, run out and get this box dye because let's face it, I have four kids and I could not afford to go get my hair done at the salon. So I was buying this crappy, probably box stuff that probably wasn't good for my hair. I know it wasn't good for my hair and dyeing my hair all the time. And I realized. This is like something that is causing me a lot of stress. And for me, my anxiety and panic, they evolve from stress. I get stressed very easily. Like if I feel like I have one too many things to do, I go into like, I am so stressed out. I can't even think straight because I get very overwhelmed because I always have a running to-do list in my head. And this is one of those things that was like another thing on my list that I had to do. And honestly, I just was like done with it. And I think quarantine life and 2020 kind of started giving people permission to like not look their best. Let's be honest. It was like the perfect time for me to do it (laughs) because a lot of people were like having gray roots and, you know, not able to get their nails done, you know, first world problems for sure. Um, People were wearing sweatpants and leggings a lot more, not going anywhere. Like, you know, it was a great time for me to embrace (laughs) this part of my life. Um, so I did, and I'm telling you, it has been amazing what has happened for me. And this is going to sound so crazy, but spiritually, even I feel like I have come out of a little bit of hiding, even with my relationship with the Lord, like just doing something so simple as not dyeing my hair and letting myself be like who I really am and look like what I really am, um, has kind of taken this mask off of me and I feel closer to the Lord. I feel like I'm embracing the, you know, the gray hair. There's a a proverb about gray hair being a, you know, the crown of glory on your head. Like it's a an important part of your life to to get old. And I'm thankful for that. And so anyways, it has been amazing what has happened to me. And listen to this. Okay. Side note, not everyone is as vain as I am or gets as stressed as I do. So, not everyone has to stop dying their hair. I have gotten this question a million times. Like, you know, I've been dying my hair a long time too, but I just don't think that like going gray is for me. That's totally fine. I am not saying that's something that you need to do. What I am saying is if there is something in your life that is causing you stress or is kind of a stronghold in your life, like something that you feel like, I am a slave to this and I want freedom from my own approval or freedom from man's approval over my life, then I suggest you think about like what are some of those things and maybe make a choice to, to stop giving into that. Um, my second big thing that I did was I left social media, which was a really Like, it sounds so dumb to me that this was a really big deal. But in 2020, this is a big deal because everyone has social media and everyone keeps up with people through social media. And I decided that I was going to leave it. And in deciding to leave it, I honestly could not believe the reactions that I was getting from people. Like so many people told me, how are you going to Like, do life basically. And I was like, um, like they did it 10 years ago before this. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people actually reached out to me and said they wish they could, but they absolutely couldn't. Um, that they were very aware that they were addicted and they just couldn't do it, but they, they wish they could. And it really got me thinking about just why I was on social media and what freedom I could get from stopping. I think once I started experiencing freedom, when I started growing my gray hair out, I like wanted more of it, more freedom. And so, so I left social media altogether. And honestly, I realized that I was one, very addicted to it. And two, I again, had this pride issue of wanting my own approval and of course, man's approval, but more than God's approval, I struggle with this pride issue. And let's be real, when I got on social media, I had kind of gotten past the whole like comparison game and the insecurity part. That's something that I had, I had overcome. But what I had not overcome <laughs> was my own pride in what I could post or what I couldn't because I wasn't proud of like whatever my, my life that day, or I wasn't proud of my accomplishments or my achievements. And it started to feel like I could only post something if it was something that I was, you know, that I had proved of or whatever. And um, like, I remember looking sometimes, this is such a pride thing. Let's just have confession time. I remember looking sometimes at like another parent that like, I just barely knew, you know, from like, just crossing paths once or twice. And somehow we got connected on social media. Um, and it would be like a young, younger mom that had like one or two kids and they would have like everything together, you know? And I'd be like, and I wouldn't compare like, you know, my life with four kids to her life, but I would more be prideful in the fact that like, Oh, she thinks she has it all together. Just wait till she has more kids. (laughs) And, um, it just it just became like this very um, unhealthy place for me. And it again, it doesn't mean that it's an unhealthy place for you. But for me, it had another like stronghold and another opportunity for stress in my life. And so I gave it up and I just kept moving on with life. And I'll tell you, I've been off of it. I can't remember when the month was. I think it was August or September that I officially was like completely done And I'm fine. I live to tell about it. I'm surviving. Um, I'm actually more than surviving. I feel great. And I feel like I have so much freedom. Like in my life, I have more time. I have freedom from knowing too much, if that's even a thing. Like my mind gets very convoluted um, very easily. Like I was saying earlier, I always have a to-do list. I always have... Things to do going on in my head or like just there's always so much in my head, which causes stress, which leads to anxiety. And so getting rid of social media out of my life really just freed up my mind some more. And honestly, I'm like looking for the next thing. Like after stopping dyeing my hair, after getting freedom from the social media thing, like I'm just constantly like, okay, what else can I get free from? Because I feel lighter than ever. I haven't had any panic attacks and I feel like um closer to the Lord and just I don't know. Like I feel like I'm walking in this new place of freedom just by making decisions to like find the things that are stress causers for me or that have strongholds over my life and just letting them go. And so that kind of leads me to 2021 and what I feel like season two of Jesus Me and Anxiety is gonna look like is I decided, so I normally do like this big thing for New Year's where we make these vision boards and we have like all of us, me, my husband, my older kids, we make these boards and we just put all of our goals and aspirations and, you know, all the things that we want to accomplish in our personal lives, our family time, our finances, even our relationship with God, like everything on this big thing. And like last year, for example, you know, it could be little things like I want to read 25 books this year, or I want to be able to run three miles, or I want to work out consistently. Um, Maybe like for my kids, they had like, you know, little things like I want to, you know, audition for more musical theater things, or I want to be able to do a back (laughs) handspring, you know, those kind of things. And we just put all these goals. And then of course, like, like I said, there's good things on there. Like, We want to do, you know, family night every night this night. Last year, one of our things was we want to practice Sabbath, which we did all year. And it was amazing. And so there's just like all these things that we put on there. And then we hang it up somewhere. We can see it every day just to remind us of like, you know, what our goals are and what our vision is for this year. And um, while that has been amazing, honestly, I really enjoy doing that. And I encourage you to do it. If you've never done it, it's great. Um, This year for me, after starting to experience more and more freedom, I decided that I'm only gonna have one goal this year, and I'm gonna write it somewhere on a vision board. I'm gonna make it big and plain, and that literally is gonna be to be more like Jesus. Um, That sounds so cliche, and really like (laughs) now that I'm like saying it out loud, it sounds like so dumb Um, because, of course, everyone wants to be more like Jesus my point is not that I'm trying to be more like Jesus. The point is that I am kind of decluttering my brain and my um, my pride, getting rid of my pride and all that I can accomplish and what I can do. And I'm literally just going to make it my goal to pursue him. Um, that's it. Like getting rid of like the huge list and the things that I want to do, even though those are all good things. I feel like, I have got to be more just motivated to pursue Jesus, not motivated by all the things that I want to accomplish or that I can have pride about or that I can, you know, physically see like the evidence of my achievements, but just to pursue him and let the rest fall wherever it does. Um I truly believe that I was created to love him and to walk in relationship with him and I feel like by pushing past all of the excess of life even the the good like goal oriented culture that we have where we're trying to you know better ourselves and you know i don't know there are some good things about that i'm not saying that there's not but sometimes for people like me and maybe you're listening and you can kind of see yourself in in my situation when we get so many goals and aspirations and um, achievements in our mind, it can become stressful, and it can become overwhelming, and it can lead us to a place of anxiety. And I am so happy to be kind of resting in freedom that I've been finding that I don't don't want to have any other goals other than to pursue him and to love him well, because I know that in doing that, he's going to make everything else work out. Everything underneath that, all the things that I want to be as a mom, as a parent, or as a, you know, a wife, a spouse, as a um, friend, as, you know, anything else that I am, all of that's going to fall into place if I just pursue him. And I know that that's, that's the, the place where he belongs is the highest in my life and that all of my achievements and my goals and all of the good things, good good in quotation marks, all of the good things that I want to do pales in comparison to what he wants to do. And I really think that I'm going to experience more freedom in that. And of course, you're going to be along for the journey of that, you know, season two, if you're listening, um, you'll, you know, let's talk about what that's going to look like more as we go. But um, I just want to encourage you that, if there's things in your life, if there are any things in your life that have become like a stronghold or a, a factor of stress in your life that that needs to be broken, um, think about that thing right now. Like those things that maybe, you know, maybe it's not dyeing your hair, but maybe it's something else. Like honestly, one of mine used to be fitness stuff. Like I just, it caused me so much stress my own fitness goals <laughs> caused me so much stress that it could lead to anxiety for me like and even just that that overwhelming sensation is what most people tend to feel before they start to have like full-blown panic attacks when you start to feel overwhelmed by your own goals or your own like th- thoughts and things that you have to do or your list it can lead to full-blown panic attacks that's what happens to, that has that is what has happened to me in the past. And I feel like, you know, the best thing that we can do is to kind of get rid of that convoluted, you know, list in our heads and things that we have to do or things that are like stressors in our life and just lay it down at his feet and say, You are over it all. And therefore, my attention and my focus and my one goal, if I'm gonna have one and only goal, it's going to be to pursue you over everything else and to let everything else just fall where it will because i know that you being in the place that you belong jesus is going to allow everything else to fall in the right place and hopefully lessen any anxiety that that we've been feeling so i just want to encourage you with that and you know thank you so much for for listening sticking this out with me and waiting any of you that are listening that have You know, been with me since the beginning last year. Thank you. Um, I hope that this next season, really, the focus is going to be the Jesus part, the Jesus part of Jesus, me, and anxiety. We're going to talk about anxiety and panic attacks and stress and things like that, but the main focus is going to be Jesus because that's the main focus of our lives, and that's my one and only goal this year is to pursue Him. So, I'm going to pray right now. And I just want to encourage you, you know, if you're driving, do not close your eyes or anything like that. But (laughs) um, I want to encourage you to think about anything in your life that has taken priority in your life or has caused you to not have as much freedom as you could Um, either freedom from your own approval or freedom from man's approval or freedom from stress in general. And I just ask you to think about those things while I pray and just literally lay it at Jesus's feet and let's together make our goal, our our main goal, even if you have other goals and aspirations this year to make our main goal, to pursue him over everything else. So I'm going to pray. Father, we are so thankful for your son, Jesus. We are so thankful that you sent us a Savior, because we needed a Savior, and we need a Savior. We need a Savior every single day, and God, I ask that you would take your rightful place in our lives, God. Whatever those things are that are causing us stress, that lead to anxiety or panic attacks in our life, God, bring them to our minds now, and I pray that we would be able to freely let go of those things. Give us the courage And the wisdom and the ability to just let go of all of those unnecessary things in our lives so that we can truly pursue you and focus on you above everything else, God. I pray for freedom for everyone that's listening, God. I pray that they would truly know that they can have freedom from insecurity, freedom from man's approval, freedom from their own approval, and God, we can just focus on your approval. We can focus on you. I pray, God, for courage for everyone listening. And I pray, God, for just wisdom in taking the next steps, God. And I pray that you would be with us, Holy Spirit. I pray that you would be the comforter for anyone who's dealing with very strong panic attacks right now or is overwhelmed by anxiety. God, I pray that you would come, Holy Spirit, and be the comforter and the counselor that the Bible says that you are. And we pray that 2021, no matter what the world looks like, would look different for us, God, as we just give you this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Jesus, Me, and Anxiety. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Jesus, Me, and Anxiety, or share your journey with me by emailing Jesus, Me, and Anxiety at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Phoenix Creative which happens to be my amazing husband's company. So check it out at myphoenixcreative.com.